0: Welcome to the Long-Term Care Chronicles podcast. Thank you for listening to the Long-Term Care Chronicles. In today's episode, we are going to be speaking with Dean Henderson, who is the Director of Client Experience, Education and Innovation at the Dementia Society of Ottawa and Renfrew County. As well, we have Monique Tippold, who is the Dementia Care Coach who has been working at the Dementia Society of Ottawa and Renfrew County as well. And this will be a two-part series in regards to dementia care. I just wanted to formally thank you both, um Dean and Monique for coming on to the Long-Term Care Chronicles and speaking on this particular topic of dementia. And my first question will be is for, you know, for the folks that aren't familiar, what is dementia? What is that actually um you know that designation
1: well, okay. Nick, i can go first if you want uh well it, it's a great question and, and it's a uh, dementia is really still misunderstood by a lot of people uh, we like to really say that dementia is an umbrella term that yeah. describes a set of symptoms that can include loss of memory difficulties in thinking challenges with language problem-solving, many different uh, symptoms are under this umbrella term. Um, And these symptoms all add up to reduce a person's independence or their ability to do the regular activities that we all do every day. Um, Dementia is kind of like a chronic disease and it takes years to develop. Um, and, And right now, unfortunately, there is no cure for it. Uh, that, that's the general way on how we describe dementia.
0: Okay. And then for the different types of dementia and the different stages, would you be able to explain that as well?
2: Yeah. Um, so, so as Dean mentioned, dementia is an umbrella term. So there's over 85 different types of dementia and that's why it's very complex um, Alzheimer's disease would be one of the many types of dementia. And uh, Alzheimer's disease is, has a slow progression. Uh, It's insidious, we're we're talking a number of years, so people don't really know in the beginning if it's just short-term memory problems. So keep in mind that there's always two major elements when we're talking about dementia. So it has to have uh, a set of symptoms like memory, reasoning, language barriers, changes in personality and mood swings. In general, we talk sometimes about uh, three stages. So there's the early stages of uh, dementia, which, you know, in those stages, people tend to uh, present um, short term memory disorientation with time, not knowing which day uh, it is, not having the ability to remember that they forgot about a doctor's appointment, uh, forgetting about simple things that uh, daily life, uh, preparing a meal, uh, looking after their finances. But in the early stages, someone who has dementia can live well with uh, a structured environment, um, exercise, and, um, you know, uh, keeping track of their uh, nutrition and everything. In the middle stage of the disease, that's where people need much more cueing uh, assistance. Language uh, is much more limited, they need to have a more structured environment so uh, people can at times they cannot be left alone at home Uh, they may wander out because they're lost in their environment and it's difficult to find their way and that's where caregivers need to find a way to reach out in the community to, uh, to To start building a network of support, like respite day yes. programs, and we'll talk about that later, mm. um, uh, in in terms of uh, services that's provided, and in the late stages of the disease, um, the progression has um, is significant to the point where language is uh, very limited. Uh, people may not uh, remember or, or recall um, their loved ones. They may not be able to recognize uh, family members. Uh, they need uh, 24-7 uh, care in the uh, late stages. That's, that's in a nutshell mm-hmm. what uh, dementia is about. And um, there are many types, vascular type dementia, Lewy body dementia, um, frontotemporal dementia. That's why uh, these diseases are complex and they require many testing to get to a type of uh, diagnosis. And
1: and an Thank important you. thing uh, to add there is that everyone's experience with the different types of dementia, so vascular yeah. dementia, Lewy body, uh, Alzheimer's disease is different. Mm-hmm. Yes, there are some general um similarities with each type of disease uh, everyone will have a little bit like everyone will have their own unique um, experiences yeah. and symptoms uh, it, with, with uh, their own experiences and symptoms.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Cause I mean, that's the challenge as well. Once you explained in terms of the later stages, most times they would be going into long-term care um, for being able to, um, to provide the necessary care because it gets too much for the caregiver. Now, when it becomes in terms of the therapies that are involved, whether it's pharmacological or non-pharmacological, whether that's music therapy or having um, a humanistic-based approach, what, um, I guess, would be the key triggers that would be necessary for to choose either one?
1: Uh, That's a great question, Wendy. And and when I was thinking about this question in advance, I was was thinking around, um, there's a recent report that just came out from The Lancet, um, Dementia Prevention, Intervention and Care. And what what it talked a lot about was um, kind of ways to be brain healthy. And and we like to say that it's never too early or too Mm -hmm. late to start to be brain healthy Um, so that's you know maintaining your social engagement like we are human beings we're meant to be social we're meant to engage and to communicate whether that's in person or over zoom Mm -hmm. on a podcast Um, we're meant to be active as Manik said we're uh, uh, you know having uh, you know uh, great sleeping habits eating healthy um, all of these ways uh, to be brain healthy yeah. uh, in in a sense it is a type of therapy we want to uh, to be as healthy as possible um and uh, in, in terms of' uh, i like the word you used holistic and i yeah. think what came to my mind when you said that is is being person-centered That's and right. it's really about um understanding, uh, the individual that is living with dementia and what what are their um you know who they are as a person so that you can you can stay connected with them um because when uh, what we learn with dementia is that when there are challenges or when there is a behavior there's a reason behind yes. every behavior just like there's a reason behind when i get yeah. a little upset Absolutely. Um, uh, in my day or whatnot, there's a reason behind that. So it's about understanding the person so that you can understand um, uh, the emotion behind That's right. uh, what they're trying to communicate.
2: And I, I would also like to say that with dementia, what happens? There's an impact not only on the person's ability to to manage and function uh, on a daily basis, but also an uh, an impact on the caregiver. And this tends to isolate people a lot because they're concerned about what people will say. They're concerned about how their family member will react because of their cognitive abilities as are impaired. Their communication skills are not as clear as they used to be. So for us at the Dementia Society, it's so important to focus on their strengths and abilities. And through those Uh, social programs um, that's our way to keep people active physically um, and socially involved Uh, they create also themselves a support system together because they're connecting and that's one of the goals that we reinforce people um, uh, at the dementia society and in doing that it decreases the um, anxiety level, depression. Um, all of those emotional complex uh, aspect are, are dealt in a different way through our social programs.
0: Exactly. So you're seeing that the caregivers would have the support available to them um, for them to, whether that's through a day program, whether that's through a group that they talk to um, to be able to share amongst everybody, um, as to what they're going through, what, and so that they don't feel like I'm the only one that's experiencing this and I'm the only one that's going through something like this, right?
2: Absolutely. Like validating how people feel and knowing that they're not alone in this journey, um, helps them to move forward, um, because they're all resilient. You know, they they have to change their way of doing, of thinking, of planning without even realizing that um, they need to look after themselves. So if they don't take care of themselves, how can I take care of my family member, either in the community or in long-term care? And with this pandemic, uh, it makes it even more difficult to find creative ways to, uh, to meet those needs and challenges. And, and I find now with the technology uh, that we are using, it gives uh, another perspective on yeah. things and a new way of connecting with uh, family members.
0: Now, you just mentioned in terms of with the pandemic and with um, residents in long-term care, now they've experienced additional isolation with this, so they don't, ha- they may not have, or their facility may not have the ability to um, connect through um, so through the internet, through uh, them even picking up the phone and to be able to call. Whether that's staffing not available or they're dealing with an outbreak within the facility. So, right now, is there anything that would facilitate to help um, to? bring out some sort of support, whether that's for the caregiver, whether that's for the resident that's in the facility during this pandemic, because it is going to be with us for a significant amount of time going forward. And uh, whether or not there is something in place, I know that you're in the Ottawa Renfrew area, and whether or not there is that you guys have something in place to support residents in long-term care.
1: I, I can start yeah. uh, by speaking to the support available for mm-hmm. caregivers mm-hmm. Uh, directly right now. And and correct, r- right now the Dementia Society of Ottawa and Renfrew County we're the local resource uh, for support in Ottawa and Renfrew County. And so our right now for caregivers in our region we are um, we have a team of de- what we call dementia care coaches. Okay. Nick is a extraordinary, uh, amazing dementia care coach. So she's available to provide one-on-one support for caregivers, whether that's having a conversation like we're having right Mm -hmm. now, whether that's questions about what to expect, or, um, you know, just going through the, uh, the different emotions that we're all experiencing right now. So you know, so what I'm trying to say is support available right now is is okay. that one on one support we can provide through our our team of dementia care coaches. Mm-hmm. But jumping back to, you know, the conversation where we're when we were having that knowing that you're not alone. So yeah. we, we do have support groups. Um Pretty much every day, uh, I think there's over 24 or 25 support groups each each and every one each and every month. Wow. Um, and right now, with COVID, they have all gone to virtual, so over Zoom or over the telephone. But we we really saw a need right at the beginning of COVID uh, that um, caregivers supporting someone in long term care uh, are in a particular. Uh, unique challenge, and so we have started a support group specifically for caregivers who are supporting someone in long-term care. And um, you know, we have a little bit of a registration process, but that has been the most um, in-demand support yeah. group that we we have had since um, since March yeah, uh, of this pandemic starting. The other one that is quickly uh, growing in popularity. Uh, behind that is we we have a grief uh, support group, and and that is exciting and uh, and sad at the same time. Um, and it's grief, you know, not not only just the anticip- it can be anticipatory grief of like not being able to see uh, your family member and grieving that way. Or we've had a, a number of our um, clients' family members pass away in long term care yeah. uh, during this time. So there's a lot of grieving going on. And while I'm speaking, uh, Wendy, I, n- I know mm-hmm. that this podcast is, is national. So while I'm speaking mm-hmm. about specific resources in Ottawa and Renfrew County, um, I, I know that there is similar, if not same, the same resources in other regions um, through uh, the Alzheimer's Society or other community support networks. Um, but I uh, those... Um, those are the, you know, specific resources available right now uh, for caregivers. I, we're open late and, you know, you could call us at any time to have questions or just wanted to talk to someone. We also know that uh, the Ontario Caregiver Association has opened up a 24 hour hotline, yeah. um, whether that's over the phone or, or, or on chat, which I think is a great resource. Manik, um, wanted to open it up to you to see if you had anything else to add before we jump to the Mm -hmm. resources specifically for someone living Uh, in long-term care.
2: Absolutely. And Wendy, I think one of the aspects sometimes, uh, not all caregivers are are technically savvy and do not have computers Mm -hmm. and, uh, are having to struggle to to visit their their family members in long-term care. So um, maybe I can share some ideas and and I'm sure many people are already uh, using uh, and doing uh, those uh, visitation in in a different way. So one of the ways would be, you know, like using the phone, arranging with a staff member a time that is suitable to connect with their family member. You know, sometimes it's just uh, this uh, familiar voice over the phone that is reassuring to know that my husband is there. Even though I cannot um, see him in in person, at least I can hear uh, this reassuring voice. Maybe a conversation about something that they've done in the Past, even if it's five or ten minutes, that connection is so important. Um, maybe writing a letter uh, about um, you know the trips that they have done uh, over the years with pictures that w- can bring some memories, positive memories about those times that are so precious to them, or even have a funny picture of you yep. know maybe a painting someone did and it looks pretty crazy, but. I think these moments are so special and important uh, to reassure not only the person in long-term care, but the caregiver who's yes. not able to make that physical connection, to be there, to, to, uh, to have this presence, even if it's to help with the meal time, uh, dressing, you name it, there's a wide range of things that are difficult to, to manage. And this sense of guilt, Yes. will not go away exactly. because it's part of that's how we're we're made but if we find a reason a way to compensate it may help the caregiver to to find ways to alleviate those feelings that are so complex Uh, window visiting would be also another one where you know someone can bring a lawn chair and it's coffee or tea time and let's have a you know just a a chat or or with pictures bring your dog uh, just to have this focus Uh, the other day I had this wife saying to me well you know Manik I my husband is on the second floor and um, I wanted to say hello and everything so she stood Outside, and he looked at her and he said, My gosh, I don't even recognize this person. But the way she waved, it for some reason it connected with him and it reminded him that it was someone who was familiar. He could not say that it was his wife, but someone that he loved over you know a number of years. So there are many ways other than the technology to reassure people. Uh, That's one of the uh, role we also do is to help caregivers to find tips and ways to manage uh, during this COVID situation because people are overwhelmed and it's just a simple change can make, uh, you know, a valuable time moment uh, very special in their lives.
0: Absolutely, and I'm glad that you mentioned about the caregiver guilt because I'm sure that's a big one uh, for a lot of caregivers, guilty for the fact that they've had to put their loved one in a long-term care facility now that this pandemic is upon us, that they've been isolated from them and not being there, either to advocate or just to be there to provide any type of support. Um, So it's good to know that um, these support groups are there to be able to assist The caregivers. So that wraps up our first part with our discussion with Dean and Monique from the Dementia Society of Ottawa and Renfrew County. And next time, we'll go to the second part of that conversation on dementia care.